And I was coming back one night and I'm sitting there and I had been in the pool or whatever. So my hair was messy. And, uh, this guy like reaches out and fixes my hair. Oh my and I was God. like, well, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God. And he's like, no, it was just sticking up. I'm like, yeah, I just came out of the pool. It's, uh, I got it. <laughs> and then, and then he was like, you know, I hear chlorine makes men, uh, horny. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's, How was your trip? It's good. Oh, it's so intense. Um, you seem very tired. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I was very alone, still doing this thing that I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that <laughs> It's very vague. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it is. Vagaries. Um, so, you, it, it, for my birthday, Charles has gotten me a book called Storefront 2. What was your birthday? Which day was it? Thursday. Okay. And um, on the front of it is a very is a, a cigar store in the West Village that used to be... I used to live about three blocks away from there, and I used to get off at this Christopher Street station every day. And this is kind of the famous gay neighborhood. Right. Of, is it still... I assume. I mean, it's all. You mean? I think the whole city is now the gay neighborhood. So <laughs> it's been taken over. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, it, and I guess it's there's all these beautiful storefronts in this. Yeah, it's a book of storefronts. Which, yeah. if you told Very me like cool. 20 years ago, I'd be giving something like that as a gift, <laughs> and that it would be received with enjoyment. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I'm always going to be cool. Yeah. Not so yeah. much. No, but it's true. It's like I, <clears throat> first of all, I do love this shit. I love storefront. Like, I don't know that, that I just get such a kick out of that. I stuff. think if you have lived in New York. Yeah. And at any point in the past that you do love that. Yeah. It brings back a very specific feeling. Yeah. Uh, of, of living in that space because yeah. it's not common to walk around and have all these mom and pops literally everywhere. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of see that in LA a little bit. Like there's always this, there's this uh, place on Vermont. I always go by and it's, it's like they repair TVs and they make yeah. keys. It's very, it's completely strange. And it's like, how does this, place Plus, even stay in business yeah. in this day and age well that's the thing about la la is like you'll get some of these great storefronts they're just very few and far between it's right. like you'll it's like you'll see one really good one that for some reason in 1950 like somebody put a lot of effort into making this storefront really cool yeah like have you ever been in westlake somewhere in like a little filipino town or something there's that incredible like Mayan style facade on that. I feel building. like I know what you're talking about. It's like I still don't even know what that is. I think maybe it's some kind of theater or something. What streets? I want to say it's like Beverly over there. Okay. Maybe even Fountain. The Fountain doesn't even go over there. The I don't Temple. think Fountain. All right. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. There's a lot of like those gems around, but it's pretty. You know, then it's just mixed in with like miles and miles of shitty stucco brown. You know, bullshit. Weird strip malls. Yeah, and horrible strip malls. 
with the name the, of you, you see you know how they do the with the two na- the street names you yeah. see how they name the strip yeah, balls yeah. it's always like Beverding or like well you know whatever the two streets <laughs> are together I feel like you can find interesting places in those strip malls like oh, sometimes yeah. they have weird quirky I, I dropped off a friend yesterday at a like there's a weed dispensary in the middle of all this other stuff it was very, it's a very strange assortment of of like stores there's also there's a theater where they have a bunch of comedy shows and open mics yeah. all the way up La Brea and it's just in a strip mall and you would have no idea that it was there i don't know who would go in there yeah. like on a whim it's odd yeah it's there, there's all kinds of weird stuff like that in LA and LA is sort of preserving it i mean the title of this book is a history preserved the disappearing face of new york so i guess the idea is that these sort of places are kind of on the way out. I would assume. I mean, I haven't been to New York since 2009. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm way out of what it's like there. Yeah. What is it like? I, You know, I, I only spent an evening walking around downtown Manhattan. Right. Uh, which is where I used to live and where you used to live. Um, but I, would, I did walk through... NYU land. I took the subway. Right. I, you know, was in Soho and Lower East Side, and um, you know, no Lida, and like a, even a little bit further north. Um, and I don't know. I like for my entire life. Every time I've gotten out of the subway in New York, I get this feeling right. of sort of like excitement and buzz. You know? Yeah. And this was the first time ever that I got out of the subway and I didn't feel that. And I don't know if that's because of what's happening to New York, or I don't know if that's because I've just lived in L.A. for so long that I'm like, I just like the subway weirds me out now, you know, even though I took the subway here all the time, but it's a sort of different experience. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It felt like you didn't have the like magic there, you know, and I, you know, I got out on, you know, Houston which is the basically the line between very lower Manhattan and like Greenwich Village. Right. And, um, you know, I used to live right there. And I kind of walked around and it just didn't feel... It was mobbed, first of all. I mean, and that probably is a function of me living in L.A. It just, it just seemed so insanely crowded. <laughs> like, it just seemed that's like... probably... Because I remember Houston was like always that. like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Always a madhouse for sure. No, it, you're absolutely right. Um, it, there seemed like there's more cars. Somebody said that to me. They were like, "There's a lot more cars than mm. there used to be," which seems impossible. Strange. But, yeah. Bad decision to make. Yeah, and um, it just didn't feel. I don't know. There just wasn't that feeling that sort of like, you know, like you go, you hang out in Paris and everything is just like overflowing with life. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't really get that feeling, you know, I don't know. It was weird. I don't know if I want to say like the storefront. It did did seem like there were fewer sort of historical uh, things around. It seemed like there was a lot more Whole Foods. You right. Know? There, was a, there was many more Whole Foods, many well, more large chains, for sure. We both, sh- like, I don't remember if we both shared it or commented on it, but there was an article we both were on a thread about a few years ago about how... A few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing you remember. Uh, well, because this is a specific thing that I was thinking about. Uh, it was an article about how much like urban 
it's not actually urban blight because the area is fine, but there's so much commercial real estate space in New York City now that's not filled because the landlords know that they just have to wait for a Whole Foods or a Starbucks or something else to come in. To come in. Yeah. And, and so these little mom and pop places or locally owned places, they just can't afford to, yeah, to be in there. Yeah, how could they possibly afford the rent? I mean, it's insane. They can pay you know, $8,000 a month or Starbucks can pay $20,000 yeah, a month. Yeah. So and the landlords just sit and wait. Yeah. So there's all these empty storefronts in New York City now. Wow. And you walk down the street and it's just kind of, it, the neighborhood's not shitty, but it's just all empty it's storefront. Empty. Yeah. Or it's like some weird, you know, in Cooper Union area now there's all these, it's the tech feeling, right? So it's like, you know, there's a bunch of fuck Trump signs in the windows of the students. And then it's like the feeling that there's tech companies popping up here and there, you right. know? So, yeah, it does feel like New York hasn't really survived the mass corporatization. You know, I mean, it what seems like... What years did you live there? Oh, at least Manhattan. I mean, I bet you... Maybe you go to Brooklyn and it's, like, great. You know, I don't know. No, I think Brooklyn is... I mean, I, uh, Brooklyn is probably Silver Lake. If you go... Yeah. Yeah. It's that feeling. So I bet if you go to the... it's old shit. It's just... It's new, new kitschy jam stores. You probably have to go to, like, Staten Island and yeah. the Bronx. To really see anything, like, yeah. old like that. Well, that's... And that's why I love Long Beach, man. Because Long Beach is like... There's a cigar store here that yeah. looks like it is straight out of the movie Wall Street. It's like <laughs> the wall... Like, the, the windows are, like, yellow with cigar smoke. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and no, it's true. It's like the new economy is just, it's, there's no way for that, those sort of smaller things to survive, I guess. It, um, it also felt like, and of course, you know, I try to blame everything on SJWs that I can. So um, when I got on the subway, and this is, again, also probably a function of me living in LA, but I got on the subway. And, you know, you ever seen the movie Shame? Yeah, with um, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, That's a, a Steve movie. McQueen movie. And um, there's that mo- in the beginning. That's my favorite an intro probably to a movie ever. Is It's him and the girl yeah. staring at each other. And there's this like way overly dramatic music playing. Yeah, and yeah. it's weird, but then it's like so electric. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that was a big thing when I lived there. You know, you did the kind of like you stared at I fucking girls. Yeah. And the thing, and you kind of like glanced at each other or not, you know, and whatever. Whereas this time I sat on the fucking sub train and there was like a couple of cute girls there and I felt, and one of them was like super hipster girl. Right. And I felt this overwhelming feeling of just like that I was going to get in trouble. (laughs) Like I felt like I can't look at them. Like I can't look at them or I'm They're going to like, come up to me and start yelling at me right. or like I'm manspreading, right? Like I, yeah, I felt like very like policed. Were you manspreading? I had, you know, I didn't, as maybe there wasn't, luckily there wasn't anybody. It wasn't that crowded. I, that, that always, that thing, like I, I get, I get what the underlying thing that people try to get at by talking about it. But I'm also like, well, you guys don't have balls. That stick to your legs. <laughs> so until you have balls that stick to your legs, you just don't know what it is to sit there, you know, trying to like, 
Yeah. Let's get, let's get this fixed. Yeah. Uh, what I asked this and we got off track, but what years did you live there? Oh, 2007 and 2009. Okay. Because I lived there 99 oh, wow. to 03. Yeah. So you were at the real good, good part. I was at, it was, it was, it wasn't like early 90s New York. I visited there with my family when it was like early 90s New York. Like that time was the end of Giuliani's reign. Yeah. But it was still, um, there were parts of Manhattan that were like sketchy. Like, Which is amazing to think about now. Yeah. There's places we just, you just don't go there at night. Yeah. You know, that's how it. I mean, and you're talking about even lower Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Hell's Kitchen and way Lower East Side and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Over by the, over on the, like near the water, there's, there's like shady areas over there. Yeah. Uh, Certain places near the in, water. It's an you know it's an island. Yeah, but <laughs> like the docks, the I don't remember what we yeah. what what area it was specifically, but there was this zone that's like oh, stay out of there. Yeah, that. yeah, and that's that seems like it's totally no. That does not exist at all. Yeah, I mean that is that is a distant memory. I mean Harlem, of course, is still fucked. But is it? I thought it oh, was. Yeah. I thought it was being gentrified. Well, I think it's being gentrified, but it's still it's still uh, really you know there's still the projects yeah. there. We, we when I you know I worked in the homicide <laughs> talked about this a thousand times <laughs> when I worked in the homicide unit uh, uh, <laughs> uh, all the murders in Manhattan took place in like this one project built it was all the King projects like that's we spent all of our time uh, dealing with this like one project wow. building because it was just like that was like the last violent <laughs> place. Even like the northernmost part of Manhattan, like Inwood and Washington Heights. Yeah. When I I looked at before I moved to LA, I looked at moving back to New York and I remember we looked at apartments up in like Washington Heights and Inwood and that was you could tell was at the the beginning of the gentrification process. Yeah. Like there was lots of you know, young white people moving in moving and in. taking over these. There's some nice ass apartments up there that oh, were I dirt bet. at that time. They probably don't exist anymore, but they were dirt cheap. Yeah, and they were just like gut renovating a few of them. There's like a three bedroom, um, apartment there. Three bed, three bath. It was like twenty one hundred dollars a month at that time, which is around two thousand five or six. That's insane. I'm sure that's you know. Not six thousand yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it, in Harlem too. I mean in Morningside up by Columbia, there's a, a lot of really like nice. They're not brownstones, but they're that same sort of like style of yeah. buildings um, that I'm sure are just unbelievably expensive now. Isn't it weird that neighborhoods are bad? This is something that I've been thinking about recently because I live in Long Beach, and so I, in order to get to downtown LA, there's a very convenient blue line train that goes right there. It yeah. takes about an hour. But I hate taking it because it goes through Compton and Watts and, you know, e the even worse neighborhoods, which are these, like, little neighborhoods with weird names. They, like, broke them up. Yeah. So they wouldn't seem so bad. Uh, well, like... The ramparts became yeah. Westlake. Yeah, right? it's a, there's all these weird names for these like they like rebranded them, hoping that it wouldn't just be like Southwest Central. Yeah. You know, that's basically what South Central used to be called, and now it's like, you know, 
like Peachtree Junction. It's <laughs> I mean it's not that it's not Peachtree, but it's like whatever the hell we have in LA. Um, and it's fucking weird. It's weird that I don't like take. I can't take the train in my own city because I just don't want to deal with like getting harassed or do you get harassed see so no the the honest to god truth is i've taken the blue line um you know probably 10 or 15 times yeah and i've never been personally harassed in any way right like nobody's ever come up to me and said anything yeah that said the general tenor (laughs) of the train is extremely extremely unpleasant i mean it's like so loud it is so uh you know the people are constantly smoking on there people the the crazy people i mean it's just like endless people on pcp just screaming and like you know it gets very scary you know sometimes not sometimes i've taken it before and nothing absolutely nothing's happened completely peaceful but i the other have i told you about the other day when i took it i don't know depends on what the story I, is i wrote a medium article about this i vaguely a, a remember this ago. yeah so i get on there and something that i've noticed about i think that poor people the way that they sort of claim properly property is by sound right right so it's like i think that they you know they don't have much in terms of property or maybe they just have learned that in order to like make a space their own they just have to be really loud and then if nobody challenges that loudness, then it's kind of like they are in control of that space. Yeah. I think, you know, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. It's yeah. certainly, it's very middle and upper class to be like, okay, shh, shh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's strange. It's not bother the people on the train. Exactly. Just keep it down. It's very white. It's yeah. like very, like white and like classist white to be like you know quietness is important in public spaces like be considerate right whereas you know the whole like black movie going experience is like screaming at the screen the entire t- thing you know uh-huh. i once went to that <laughs> i once went to by myself just like on a afternoon i went to some theater somewhere and saw the like semi Moby Dick adaptation that's like but actually about Herman Melville it came out recently what was that it, oh, it just came and went it was so dumb but it was like you know a literary adaptation but also like slightly adventurous because they were hunting the whales like in real life wow I don't remember that at all and there was a black dude behind me talking to the movie the entire the entire time and it's like not a movie <laughs> It's like Herman Melville would be like, and you know what I do with whales? And he'd be like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is not the film to like do that with. But anyway, look, I, I, I'm not saying this to be racist in any way, because the fact of the matter is, I don't think that being completely silent in the movie theater is like better. Yeah. I prefer it probably because I am white or whatever, like culturally raised in that way. But I don't think people who go to the movies and like talk and engage with the movie and like yell and shit. I think that that's it's just different. It's not wrong. Well, you we know? we we accept it if our judgment of the movie is that 
it's okay to do it. Exactly. Dry. That's and true. That's, White people do. It's like yeah. if you're in like a, ooh, it's a campy yeah. horror movie at the Tarantino Theater, then we all yell. Right. You know? Yeah. There's, we're okay with it under certain circumstances. It's just a different cultural approach to going to a movie. As yeah. Though, and it's, it's relative, you know, like why is it okay to be totally silent versus why is it okay exactly. to be And I don't and think screaming? one is right or wrong. I, right. I think, you know, I went the other, me and Gracie two nights ago went to the Egyptian to see Stop Making Sense, which yeah. is the yeah, uh, Talking, Heads. Talking Heads documentary. And it was a very surreal experience because you have a room full of people watching a room full of people watching a concert. Yeah. And instead of like getting up and dancing, which yeah. would have made sense to me, you know, if everybody in the theater had like gotten up and like danced to the songs, then it would have been like, okay, that's like a recreation. They sat in like complete silence yeah. during the songs <laughs> and then they clapped yeah. at the end of each song. It's like, what? who are you clapping for? There's no one there. Yeah. <laughs> clapping at the end of any movie, oh. I'm always like, what is this? Who are you doing this yeah, for? Yeah. Well, why are you clapping? <laughs> You're clapping for yourself? Yeah, like, it makes no nobody sense. Nobody can hear this. Yeah, you're clapping for David Byrne, who's, yeah. like, not there. Be one thing if it was, like, at a premiere. Yeah, and the, yeah, people, the are people are there. Are there. Yeah, like, yeah sure, right. okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, but con, I, you fine, clap, you I've, know? I've gone, to, I've, I've definitely gone to enough movies where there's clapping at the end, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the worst one was Where the Wild Things Are, oh. when people clapped at the end of that. I was like, I hope everyone in this theater gets AIDS. <laughs> I, I hate them all. You're all garbage. Yeah, it's like this was a, did you like that movie? No, it's a terrible piece of shit that I hate. Yeah. It's, and it betrays the spirit of the book. That's what I hate most about it. Because the spirit of the book is about, everybody, don't get me started on where the well things are, but everybody in that movie is melancholy and depressed and moping. And that's not what the book was about. The book was about, you, listen, you can't fucking party all the time because that's not what being a grown-up is. That's what that kid learns, that partying all the time sucks. And he's like, oh, sometimes it's okay to be wild and crazy and to be angry, but sometimes it's not. Is that what the lesson is? That's what my that's what I pulled out of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't really Because he, he, he gets in trouble with his mom because he's storming around the house and being obnoxious. And she's like, listen, there's, you can't do this all the time. And he's like, fuck you. And he goes off to where the wild things are, and he acts crazy. And then it's days and days and days of acting crazy and having a good time. And he's like, this is exhausting. I can't live like this. Oh, that's right. And then he comes back and he's learned a little lesson about like, you know, there's, you have to moderate a little bit. Oh, that's right. But the movie is just them moping. They're all depressed and it's miserable. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's right. And it's like Tony Soprano is the voice. Yeah, yeah really and he's weird. doing his Tony Soprano voice. Yeah. And, oh, I, I hated every minute of it. I think everybody hated it. No, it there's just... all these, it's, all, it's a hipster-loved film. It's, it's all these like miserable millennials that love that movie. They're like, this speaks to me. I'm like, this is, this, the, the book is about being a child and this appears to be about being a teenager. Yeah. And, and it's not, I don't know. Yeah. It's just not a good movie. It's yeah. very boring. Anyway. <laughs> it is. No, it's a horrible movie. I remember, he, I, I think I watched it too and I was like, this is depressing and boring oh. and awful. And everybody, the trailer for it 
is part of the reason everybody has this like oh, false yeah. memory uh, of it. Because it's got the great Arcade, Arcade Fire, Fire song, song. Yeah, and it's yeah, edited yeah. well. And people are like, oh, that's a, that's a great trailer. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not a good movie. It's a bad movie. You're yeah. remembering the trailer and not the film. Yeah, you remember the, exactly. Yeah. yeah. God, um, I hate that. I want to, we should get somebody on here that loves who, that movie <laughs> so I can sit here and, and figure them. it out. Yeah. We do a commentary track of that film. And yeah. I don't know. I sometimes, yeah, people who like movies like that, it's like, I do feel like it's, they don't really like the movie. They like that they like the movie, you know? Yeah. They think that there's something about it that is, that like speaks to them. Yeah. But it's, it's not an actual functioning film. Do you it, think that the people who, like, you studied film, right? Yeah. You, did, you remember there was, like, the film nerds who, like, were always watching The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and shit, and, yeah. they, you know, they were always like, oh, let's go watch early, uh, you know, what the fuck is the Russian guy's name? You know, early... Eisenstein? And that, well, sure, yes, but... Uh, Tarkovsky? Yeah. Let's go watch Tarkovsky and like these fucking movies that are like completely unwatchable. Yeah. And like, th- but do you think that any of them actually like these movies or do they just like jerking off to them? I think that there's, it depends on the film because there's some stuff that does hold up. Like, if you watch, what is the Eisenstein one on this, this the steps? Like with the bait. The baby's carriage is tumbling down the steps. Like that's that's kind of cool to look at, but some films they're just not watchable. I don't think I can't to, watch to any modern of eye, shit. and you're just like, man. What was I try to watch? And I haven't watched this in years, and maybe my I've changed because I did try to watch it when I was young. But Solaris, oh, um, that's Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky, yeah. <clears throat> and there's a scene where a guy is driving through a tunnel, and it goes for like ten minutes. <laughs> And I'm like, I can't, what? Like, why am I watching this? <laughs> what does this do? I don't get it. What is the, why is this so I'm amazing? sure there's a reason. And maybe now if I looked at it. And there are some movies that, that nothing happens in that I love because I'm in tune with the with the film and what's going on. Yeah. The, like 29 Palms. That's a movie where nothing happens until the very end of the movie. What is that movie? It's this weird like horror movie made by this French guy. And it's about this American photographer and his Russian girlfriend. And he goes out to take pictures out at uh, Joshua Tree. And there's just this creepy feeling the whole movie. But nothing really happens. Uh, okay. It's just weird. There's this sense of dread that yeah. takes over the whole movie. And then at the end, there's a horrifying ending. Now, I love that movie. But I have said recommended it to people. And they're like... What the fuck? Like nothing happens. Yeah, he just hangs right. out with his girlfriend. I'm like, no, but there's dread, and they don't feel they it. Don't get it. So, what's the end of that movie? The what end is um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert for Twenty Nine Palms. There's there's all these scenes in the movie of like locals in the town being weirdly hostile, and there's this creepy truck that's driving around sometimes. So they're they're driving out in the desert, and this truck comes out of nowhere and slams into the back of their car and wrecks their car, and then the guy gets gang raped by <laughs> these dudes in the truck, and and then he and his girlfriend go back to the hotel, um, and there's all this like lead up to to why this is because he's very sexually aggressive himself uh. with her. And then she's sitting out on the bed and he's in the bathroom like sobbing and, and it goes very quiet. And then she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? 
And then he suddenly comes out of the, the, uh, the bathroom with his head shaved and he stabs her to death. And then he drives out into the, uh, into the desert and kills himself. Whoa. So it's, it's this, you know, if you're in tune with the film, there's this feeling that something horrible is going to happen. And then it does. It's this inevitability. Huh. But I can also see people watching it and being uh, like, what the fuck am I watching? Why am I watching this? But when did that come out? 2003 really yeah that sounds like such an interesting movie i've never yeah i've never uh i think it's really well paced i think it's very full of dread but i you know it's not for everybody i've definitely recommended to people and have them be disappointed with it yeah i like it though i thought it was a pretty well-made film yeah so i get why film nerds may claim that they like something that seems unwatchable yeah i guess it's varying degrees you know there's probably things that we like that non you know we're film sort of film nerds light so yeah i'm sure there are things that we like that other people would be like how could you possibly actually like that yeah <laughs> you know, like david lynch or something yeah you, you know? get into you'll talk about movies sometimes and people will just be you're just on completely opposite sides of the issue. Yeah. It's, it's what's funny about film talk is it's a lot like politics, except that people don't take it as personally. Like people get mad if you don't like something that they love, but there's no ongoing hostility over yeah, it. No, yeah, no. Yeah, but you'll be forgiven for not liking yeah. the latest Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's true. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's what politics talk would be like if people could just get along. Yeah. But... Yeah. They don't, because you're not going to cut somebody off because they didn't like Alien Covenant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to bring this back to our point, though, uh, why are we talking about this? Oh, because of noise, space noise. Yeah. So in New York. Um. No. Well, so in the blue line here. Oh yeah, uh, right, right. The it becomes this competition of people who are making really loud noise. So like there in the last time there was this woman who got on and well, first of all, there's always the people who have the loud, they don't put headphones in. Yeah. (laughs) They have like a loud speaker. Yes. And they like come and they sit right next to you and they just blast their music like directly next to you. And then they kind of look at you like, what? Yeah. Like, is this a problem? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, why? Yeah. Why do I have to listen to your music? Right. You know. That's that's the behavior. I don't I don't mind people talking loud, and I don't mind a lot of stuff because it's like, all right, there's no, it's public transportation. There's no rule that people can't make people noises, uh, and you can put on headphones to block that out. But when people have loud music. With no like, when people hold up a phone and they're playing music out of their phone, I'm like, I know that phone came with headphones. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you just? It's what, not, what do you think the? So the other day on the plane, there was a like super broy like white family that had clearly just come from Disneyland. It was like basic ass people. Yeah, and they were going to Salt Lake City. Oh boy! And the guy whips out a laptop and he's got his baby with him, and then he just starts playing whatever stupid Disney movie it is, like on super loud blast. Yeah. Isn't that fucking criminal? Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's thought, I I don't think there's malice behind it. And that's, 
a, a lot of when you assume malice, it makes the behavior a hundred times worse because you're just seething. You think that they're sitting there going, you know, I'm going to fuck with this plane. But it's thoughtlessness is what it is. It's like we have a baby and the baby needs to be entertained. And we just don't give a fuck. And that's the noise. most important thing. Yeah. And our noise. So but then what, what, are, what would happen if you had a baby directly next to them and then you were just like blasting your mutual music at the same time and nobody uh, could hear anything? Great. That would be great. I'd love to see that battle. That's what I wanted to do that. I wanted to just like play music really loud on my phone right next to them so that it was like we, neither of us could enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I like... My my favorite thing is to anytime I watch that United video, the guy getting dragged. I like to imagine that he's getting dragged off for a really good reason, like he took his shoes off, or he's doing exactly what you just described. Yeah, 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 that makes yeah. that video very satisfying. It makes it much better. Yeah, he's like yeah. clipping his toenails on the plane. Yeah, it's dragged off at the end of it. Yeah. So that's that. You know, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have a problem with planes if they did that. If, if it was for that reason, no, me neither. I mean, and I was just like looking at this guy, and it's just like what. Anyway, so I, on the blue line, though, I do feel like I don't feel like it's carelessness. I feel like it is tactical because the people sell headphones on the blue line. Like yeah. it would not be hard to just buy headphones for two dollars or whatever those guys sell it for or five dollars. Right. You know, if you have a fucking iPhone to begin with. Yeah. Um. So there's those people. But it, when I got on there the other day, there's this woman coughing, like coughing yeah. really fucking loudly. And then, oh, no, 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 this is what happened. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, am I going to, I'm just reading. I'm like, am I going to make it through this blue line ride without anything crazy happening? And this woman gets on and she's just screaming. She's shrieking at the top of her lungs, just crazed shrieking. Yeah. Kind of like middle-aged, not middle-aged, maybe like 30, 40-year-old, 35-year-old uh, Hispanic woman and she walks in and she sits next to this black dude with braids across from her like pretty big black dude who's just being quiet and she starts screaming in his ear just screaming like screaming the n-word like just being like you're a piece of shit just screaming at the absolute top as long as I mean it's so awkward yeah. and she's like grabbing him she's yeah. grabbing him and like so she's like crazy she's crazy and yeah. I'm just like what the fuck is going on like this is insane like this is this Poor guy just getting like assaulted by this woman and he's just he's not doing anything. He's just yeah. sitting there like staring at the window, just taking it. Yeah. So I like stared at him for a little while and he finally made eye contact with me. And I was like, dude, do you want me to like do something about this? And he I was like, Do you want me to like call the thing? Uh, you know, because there's a button. And he was like, No, she's just drunk. And then she, of course, started screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, white motherfucker, this and that. And um so that was going on for a while. And he apparently was just unfazed. And then another woman gets on and starts coughing really loudly. <laughs> and then so the crazed woman starts yelling at the coughing woman. <laughs> because like she's like, oh, that bitch is coughing. Fuck that bitch. You know, coughing yeah. bitch. And the coughing woman's just coughing. And then another guy gets on who's smoking a blunt and clearly like completely fucked up out of his mind, like on PCP or something. Yeah. And then he starts yelling at the coughing woman, too. <laughs> and they're both just, like, yelling at the woman who's coughing, who will not stop coughing. <laughs> He's like, oh, sick-ass bitch. Why didn't like, you move both. cars? That would, I fucking should have, man. But I would have just, just gotten like, up and walked to another car. I know. Well, but at this point, it's like everybody's very, like, 
focused on each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody in the car is kind of like looking at each other and like looking around. And, you know, there's plenty of people on there who are just quietly, there's like a huge transgendered woman like yeah. right across from me. And we're kind of like making eyes at each other. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, then another guy gets on and sits next to me. And he's like a young dude. And at first he looks like the kind of like a nerdy young black guy. But then I like look a little bit closer and he's got tattoos all over his face. Yeah. And braces, but there's no fucking like line between them. So he just has these like super gleaming like brace things on his teeth. And he like starts staring at me and just like holds out his hand. And he's just like, what's up, man? And he just stares at me for like a long time. But then he starts yelling at the guy with the blunt so it's like literally this cacophony of people just screaming at each other on the train and they don't know each other and they're not even really saying anything they're just like yelling for the sake of yelling yeah and it was horrible i mean it was like just such a terrible experience yeah and um so i don't know it's weird that we you know, on the one hand, you know, gentrification, you know, is bullshit in its own ways. At the same time, isn't it so strange that it's like I have this completely functional train that goes directly to downtown L.A. and I like do everything I can not to take right. it all the time. And and how different that is from I take the expo to work, the expo line, which goes from um, downtown L.A. to Santa Monica. And I catch it at Western. And that train is not like that at all. It's completely different. Like there's, I mean, there's some like fairly standard bad public transit behavior. But yeah. nothing on, on the lines of that. And I don't have any problem taking that train. Pretty much at any hour, I've taken that thing at like midnight and it's been totally fine. Uh, but it doesn't go through any, you know, like bad neighborhoods, quote unquote. Yeah. It, you know, it, it hits some semi-sketchy places because it goes to that US, USC area. Yeah. But but you don't take it through there, right? No, I catch it right after there. I, you know, because how do you get down there? There's a bus line that goes down uh, Western, okay. so I just take that, or I Lyft or Uber. But yeah. the Expo line is the fastest way to get over to where I work in Palms. Yeah. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And that there's there's very little of that. The, the bus is where, you know, anytime the bus doors open and I hear screaming, I'm like, all right, here we go. It's going <laughs> to yeah, be a fun yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always somebody mad yeah, about is. something. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame about the blue line. But I get it, too, because I don't want to take the blue line down here. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I don't have that patience. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really not that long. I mean, it, it takes much shorter than advertised. You yeah. know, people say, say it's like, oh, it takes two hours. No, it no, it no. never takes that long, yeah. but it takes usually like even 45 minutes. But it is, it feels like fucking eternity because you're just waiting for something horrible to happen all yeah. the time. And and there's some, some people give off a fuck with me vibe that others don't. Like I've, I used to have a fuck with me vibe that's gone away. What does that mean? It just means there's you have a look where, that attracts like crazy people or people that yeah. want to talk or do something. Yeah. And I, I used to get that. Like I remember one time I was, I used to take the purple line down to uh, 7th and Metro in downtown LA to go to the Gold's Gym that was down there. I was a member there. 
Yeah, and, I remember that place. And I one that place called Gym. Yeah, it's weird. It's but they had a pool, which I yeah, I would, remember that. I would swam in. Yeah, yeah. And I was coming back one night, and I'm sitting there, and I had been in the pool or whatever, so my hair was messy, and uh, this guy like reaches out and fixes my hair, oh my and I was God. like, well, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God! And he's like, no, it was just sticking up. I'm like, yeah, I just came out of the pool. It's, uh, I got it. <laughs> And then, and then he was like, you know, I hear chlorine makes men uh, horny. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and another time I was sitting there, and there's these two, there's these two black hilarious. dudes sitting in front of me. And they weren't doing anything crazy. And this Asian guy was sitting next to me, and he kept nudging me in the ribs and flipping off the guys like behind from behind the seat. He was like, nudge, nudge, nudge. And then he kept like flipping them off under the seat so they couldn't see what he was doing. <laughs> I was like, why, why do I attract this? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying to sit here. But I don't get that so anymore. So what was he doing? I don't know. I don't... He was just, he was telling me like, yeah, fuck these, these guys. Yeah, fuck these black guys. Fuck these black guys. Wow, For no reason. They weren't... So it's not like they were behaving badly. Yeah, they were just yeah. sitting there and talking. Yeah. And I used to attract that attention. And now for some reason, the switch has been flipped. And I think it was... I used to listen to music when I was in those situations, uh, but I don't do that anymore. I just read. Yeah, and, 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 and that reading is better than listening. That changes the dynamic. Yeah, because then you're sort of more active in the in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange thing, man. I when I tried to do my walk up here, I got on the train or I got on the bus. There's a bus that goes all the way up the the one or whatever it's called, PCH. Yeah. In OC. Yeah. And I got on there. And it was like a two and a half hour ride. And the entire ride was like a drama between these like white trash fucking meth heads. <laughs> and it was like an old man in a wheelchair and like the woman he was clearly like supplying meth to. Yeah. And they had a protracted drama that just went on for two and a half hours, just shrieking at each other and mm. screaming. And everybody on the bus was just like so exhausted. Yeah, you're on edge. Yeah, because you're on edge because you're just like she was just screaming, and you could tell again. Like I really do feel like it is malicious to some degree. Like I feel like she was, she was reaching out. Like she wanted. I was sitting there reading, and it was like the more that I didn't look up, the more she like shouted in my direction because she wanted just some attention. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're you're not wrong. Yeah, maybe maybe there is a instinct to like connect, and this is the only way that they can do it. Yeah, yeah. they can do it is by causing a huge scene. Yeah, yeah, that's. Hot. I think that people the things that people do for attention is completely an underrated motivation. Like that's never yeah. that's never like when people are like, oh, I have. Why would they do such a thing if they would, if it caused them such trouble? Yeah. You know, for anything. Well, it's the same thing. And it's like, well, because even though it's trouble, they're still getting a shit ton of attention right. for it. You well, know? It's, it's the reason, like, some kids act out. They yeah. like negative attention. When I worked with kids, you know, you, the kids would do, like, stupid fucking shit. And you're like, why would they do that? Oh, because they want me, they want some form of attention yeah. from me. Yeah. And this is how they know how to get it. Yeah. They don't know how to get positive attention. They yeah. only know how to get this negative attention. Well, and negative attention also is a certain, I mean, do you think that like what I do on Facebook is for attention? 
I've got accused of that constantly. No, I don't think so. I never took it that way. I uh, people that want attention on Facebook do it kind of a different way. Uh, and people on Facebook really want positive attention. Well, some people do, right? I think people say to me, like, you want any kind of attention you can get, right? But do you feel like that's an instinct in you? Um, Let's just be okay, clear that Facebook in general honest. generates unhealthy it's desires terrible. for attention. If, if Facebook is the worst. It, it's, it's such a bad thing. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> Um, it just came out that it like more Facebook use is like you have less gray matter in your brain or white matter or whatever. No, but, um, here's the, the, the thing. It's like, I have no interest in positive attention. So in that sense, I do sort of get what people say. I have no, I do not want to be like, oh, uh. I just got married to give me 3000 likes, yeah. you know, like I have zero, I don't want that. Yeah. That's for sure. Because that to me causes no happiness no at all. You like take some, some, some no. Yeah. Okay. Sure. No. Strap if selfies. I had, if I was like super hot with my shirt off or something and I like took selfies and it got a million likes. Yes. Would that make me feel good? Oh, fucking of course, yeah. but I'm not. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like I can't, I'm like, I'm not that, if yeah, if my life was about being visually hot, yeah, you then, should do that. Just <laughs> just see what happens. Yeah, uh, just uh, hashtag it appropriately. Yeah, <laughs> if my life was about that and that was how I was like seeking validation, yeah, sure. Then I would want attention in that way because well, because then that would make sense. I mean, for my writing, I love when my articles get. Of course, yeah. I mean that's totally my happiness is completely tied. If I get an article that it goes you know does well, yeah. I love that, right? Um, but in terms of just the posting, right, which is sort of a different thing, do I am I seeking negative attention by saying things that people don't want to hear? Honestly, I do not think so. Do you need do you need that sort of hostility, that weird hostility, to, which is now totally gone in New York, where I feel like I can't even look at somebody on the train, let alone like be crazy? Well, yeah, New York always felt very edgy. Yeah. And what it sounds like is it's less that way. And yeah. It's more just a city, which is a shame. Yeah. Because that was the joy of New York. Well, it just feels very vague now. Yeah. It's like it feels There's very... no identity. Yeah. Like, I literally, the one building I remember, it's funny, is the Whole Foods. Yeah. And then I went into a, you know, we went into like a speakeasy on the second floor of a thing. And it was yeah. like, oh, can you get in? Can you get in? And then, like, we got in. Um, it was actually really insane. I got seated at the same, like, little area. They, like, they seat people at these really little areas. This is like a new corny-ass place. But... uh the guy's name was Isaac, and he went to GW. <laughs> How weird is that? So, but anyway, you know, when then we paid 19 bucks for a fucking cocktail. That's not, I mean, it's okay. You know what? Because the woman has a fucking... She's a mixologist? Yeah, and a na- nasal piercing. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever, it's a septum piercing. Like, oh, that this is what I'm paying for? So, yeah, man, it just feels, it feels like New York is, New York is over. 